0: Hi everybody, Oz here. As you may have already surmised from the RAW file, we've been having some compression issues, and of course, it's just us who are west of Philadelphia, it seems, so keep that in mind while you were listening. Uh, We did do some re-recordings. You will notice that my voice is silky smooth and perfect in every way, and we're trying to make things work. Hopefully, this will be the last time. Anyway, everyone enjoy. As the door opens and the other agents pile in, they will hear a conversation on the phone. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, chap. I'm going to have to cancel Saturday. Yes, yes, I know, I did want to go to the tea room. Unfortunately, I have important business at Miskatonic University. Oh, oh, no, no, it's nothing like that. Uh, we're simply attending a gala by request of the Board of Trustees. All very official and full of pomp and circumstance, yes. Oh, yes, I agree. Wednesday would be splendid. Mm, Yes, yes, it's six.
1: Capital. All right. Goodbye. Guys, any reaction to the phone
2: call that you just walked in on? I was under the impression I was out.
1: No, everybody was coming back to the office to leave. We have fast-forwarded time. You are all entering the office to get in the car to drive up together. You all walk in, and you hear this phone call.
2: So this is like, as we're getting ready to leave for...
1: You got your travel bags, you're walking into the office, doing your we're gonna get together, we're all gonna get to the car, and we're
3: gonna go. Yeah. Looks like you, Bruno, aren't the only one who had to cancel their date.
0: Yes, well, as I said, I was going to attend one of the finest tea rooms in Boston, yet I had to cancel. Unfortunate, though perhaps we shall happen upon a more luxurious establishment on Wednesday evening after our return.
2: I'm sure that Mr Doyle's knows just the place for you.
0: Curator Doyle doesn't know his arse from a Yorkshire pudding. Sounds like love at first sight. Oh, that does remind me. How was your talk with Ruth? I happened to drop by the accounting office and saw you two deep in meaningful conversation. Quite bracing to hear. What about it? Hmm? Oh, nothing at all. Before I forget, Bruno Finn, as I said before, I did go out and acquire a bespoke suit for myself. And I undertook a Sisyphean task of procuring for yourselves the best suits you will ever wear.
3: I brought my own suit.
0: (laughs) no, no, no. You have brought a sack masquerading as clothing. I have bought for you a suit.
3: Right. I'm wearing my suit. You can take the one back that you bought for me.
0: Fian, I... He'll pinch the bridge of his nose under his glasses with his thumb and his middle finger. (sighs) I understand when I go out of my way to do something nice that will benefit my fellow agent greatly that this is how I am repaid. Very well, I will take care of this fine suit from one of the most respected tailors in Boston when we return. Then he kicks back in his chair, looks at Bruno through those dark glasses of his almost expecting him to say the same thing.
2: Well, where is it?
0: I did pick those up, right? I
1: mean, you could have taken them with you then, or you could pick them up when you go back and get yours
0: after it's done. Uh, I took those two, and then I can go back and pick mine up since it's being altered before we leave. There you go. Uh, Philip, surprised, will raise his eyebrows behind those glasses and swivel in his chair to point towards the coat closet. Oh, there and there. By all means, I'm certain you can find the one in your size.
2: I will go over and open up the closet and see what I can see.
1: Pretty nice suit. He spent some money on it. I mean, it's better than your Sunday best.
2: Deep down inside, Bruno knows that it's not because somebody likes me. It's because he knows he wants to make sure that, as a group, we are superior than his arch nemesis Doyle and if we were to show up in something that is unsatisfactory to Philip, he knows that Doyle would use it against him. He's
0: not wrong.
2: This is 100% self-serving, dressed up as a nice thing.
1: Finn, are you going to take the suit that he brought you as well, or are you just leaving it in the closet?
3: Finn doesn't even look at it. Wow. He's got his pop suit. He doesn't want nothing else.
2: How good does the fit on this suit look like?
1: Um... Its arms are a little short on you if you were to put the jacket on. And it's a little tight in the shoulders, but you can still move in it. I mean, if you do any, like, major physical exertion, like, into a fight, it's probably going to rip, like, you know, you're going to hulk out. The pants fit okay, maybe a little snug in the waistband.
4: Do you think it fits okay, Bruno? Or I could maybe try and do something in the car on the way if... I I can sew a little bit. I could maybe help.
2: Well, we uh, need to get moving a little bit. So we can, uh, when we get there, we can see what it's like.
0: Yes, of course. I do have to stop by the tailors again to pick up my own finery for the evening. But we'll see what we can do before then. A shame, really. I was certain that I guessed correctly. Did you have uh, more than a few sandwiches since then? Well, perhaps I was just slightly off.
2: There's a lot about you, Philip, that's slightly off. Ha. Huh,
0: ha. Huh. Yes, I suppose that is correct. Well, if there's nothing else, then I shall attend the tailors to retrieve my completed suit, after which we shall drive to Miss Miskatornock University.
1: Philip, are you taking your latest project endeavor with you? Do you plan on doing more research while you're...
0: Yes, I Thank you. Am. So
1: you have, those, you have some of those items and things like that? Okay.
3: Correct. I do.
0: I'm on a roll, I'm taking it with me.
1: Okay. So you um you guys pick up uh Philip you hop in the car, you head out. To Miskatonic, you will arrive there probably around five five thirty in the evening. Um Do you go to the hotel first or do you go to the university first? The hotel first. Yeah. Okay. So you go, drop your bags off again, all that stuff. What's the plan from there? Let's hear your plan of attack. What are you guys gonna do? How are you gonna what are you gonna do for security checks? How are you gonna fulfill your duties here?
0: You know, I distinctly recall that we are to receive a set of instructions outlining our precise duties and assignation of such when we are dispatched upon these investigations. Did anyone receive them?
2: Oh yeah, that's right, and then he'll open up his coat, pull out the envelope and hand it over.
0: Ah, oh, yes, of course. Uh, Philip will take the envelope, pop it open and take a look, and see what the department suggests for this operation. Uh, Bruno's driving, so he took us straight to the hotel, as he knows where it is from the instructions. Uh, yes, yes, dinner's at 7.08. No, 8pm, 8 yes. Charlotte, I do apologize, as it seems you have a private meal with Curator Doyle this evening. Uh, I believe we three will attend the museum tonight, and assess the exhibit to be unveiled, and the security thereof. We will thankfully be unmolested as Curator Doyle will be otherwise engaged entertaining his guest. Well, this means that we can conduct a precise assessment of what they are to unveil tomorrow evening. Uh, Finn, it seems they would like for you to review the documents directly, something about Irish language. Uh, Bruno, they wish you to assess physical security, entrances, exits, and other points of ingress and egress that may be used by someone of your experience and caliber. Meanwhile I shall be placed in a supervisory capacity overseeing the operation from Oh well that's rude. Well what? Oh well nothing. No, there's nothing here. It simply says I'm operating in a supervisory capacity.
2: So they want you to walk directly with Doyle. Um uh,
0: perhaps yes. <laughs> Well, if there isn't anything else, I suppose we shall prepare for our positions. Once the meal is complete and Charlotte is returned to us, we shall meet back up and share what we have discovered. Uh, Yes, Miss Charlotte, if you would. I I do know this meal is going to be dreadfully boring, but if you could ask him about the details of the new exhibit that the museum is unveiling and act very, very interested upon it, it would be very useful for us because it directly affects our, our pay and perhaps the continued health and safety of the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchment.
4: I can certainly do that. Now, do I have any other role other than just going on a dinner date? What is my position Saturday if we have Bruno in charge of security? And Finn, in charge of the relics, and you in your supervisory role.
0: Well,
3: um... <sighs> I'm sure Bruno could get some help with more security.
0: Oh, yes, yes, absolutely, yes, absolutely, yes. Finn has the right of it, you'll be um, assisting with, with security, yes, physical security. There's nothing here about, um, about being eye can at all, no. Um, it is absolutely physical security. You'll be innocuous and uh, very effective, as we know you you always are. Yes, <laughs> that is what you'll be doing tomorrow. Typical. He's going to crumple up those papers and stuff them in his jacket. There's this
2: bulge coming out of his jacket. Since I read those earlier, what is Philip supposed to be doing?
1: Philip is supposed to be using his knowledge of the big players and see if any of his fellow criminal compatriots turn up at this event.
2: Bruno will let Philip do his little pouting and put the thing away. And then he will say the, uh, Mr. Mr. Weasel over here, he's supposed to make sure that no, oh, I guess the word was used was illicit types uh, show up that might want to, you know, turn a profit on Arfax. (sighs) Ha. I really don't know why that was in there.
0: There's no possibility that that is going to happen, and I am offended by the very implication. So, if there's nothing else, I suppose we shall get ready for a meal.
1: Yeah. Cookie? Go gussy yourself up? That's
4: right. Hair done, nails did, everything did. Isn't that how it goes? knowing i had this date this evening i brought two dresses the one that i had just purchased and the one that i had bought for my date with ash a while ago when he and i went to the movies so those the only other dress that i own it's okay it fits He said I looked nice. So I'm going to put that on and make sure my hair is very carefully pinned up and my lipstick is on and I look fresh. Is Doyle coming to pick me up here? Am I to meet him somewhere?
1: you are expected to meet him at the uh, university. So all of you can go to the university. You'll just leave with Doyle. They'll stay behind and do what they want to do.
4: I'm taking my time getting ready because I have to. I have to put it on. So by the time I would be finished, I think that everyone would be in the lobby of the hotel and the grand stairway entrance.
1: As you all are milling about waiting for this woman to get ready, she finally descends.
2: I feel the world drop into slow motion.
1: You all see uh, Cookie and uh, the stairs, she looks lovely. Bruno, I guess you can't take your eyes off her. This is going to make somebody very upset as he will notice. And she'll approach uh, the three of you.
0: Well, Charlotte, you are looking wonderful this evening.
4: Thanks, Philip. Don't get used to it. I'm super uncomfortable in this thing.
0: Yes, well, you certainly don't look like you are uncomfortable at all. Well, I believe a car is waiting for us, shall we? And Philip is going to gesture for
2: Bruno to lead her out the door. Escort the young lady. Why are you all being weird?
0: I'm not being weird nor strange. I am simply enforcing social mores. As the most eligible bachelor of a meaningful age, it falls upon you to escort Charlotte to
2: the car and from the car. I'll look over to Cookie. Are we going to indulge him in this bullshit?
4: Hell no. Let's get out of here. Just pushes my way out the doors.
2: (laughs) I will open the door because that's, you know, nice to do. I'll stand there holding it open for Finn and Philip to go through as well. Oh, well, F-
0: Philip will absolutely gesture for Finn to step through. He needs the time. He is injured. He is walking with a cane.
3: Yep, Finn hobbles through the door.
0: And then Philip will bring up the rear.
1: Pile in the car. We'll just fast forward to the steps of the university unless you guys wish to have any kind of conversation in the vehicle to prepare for this evening.
0: I certainly didn't expect to be here again. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, um, it should not have to be said, but Agent Patterson was already seeming rather cross with us as he came in, and I would expect that we are no longer to look for Polynesian fermenting bowls nor books of graduate poetry. However, if you do find any other materials, um, I don't know, should the twin of dark holes suddenly appear, we should uh, not touch it and instead make a report upon it. If you insist. I am afraid that I have to, Young Finn.
3: Alright. I get what you're saying. He does double wink.
0: Philip will put his index finger against his nose. Nod once.
1: You guys pull up outside of the museum building uh, walk up the steps you'll see as you enter the museum there's again the last time you hear a flutter of activity there's another flutter of activity this one in one of the galleries right near the front door where you saw the necronomicon displayed that room has a lot of activity there's a lot of museum employees fussing about arranging tables moving things just kind of getting the space ready in the main hall where you're standing now it looks like a kitchen crew waiters and that are setting up tables long strand of tables looks like where they'll serve the food it is in preparation for the event tomorrow evening and as you are standing there looking around you will hear the booming voice that you all know and love ah welcome 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 back oh miss charlotte you are a vision
4: curator doyle Um i'm very pleased to see you again. I've been looking forward to our dinner since the last time we were together.
1: Oh, and he'll grab your hands and and squeeze them and lean in, give you a kiss on the cheek and come back out and kind of look at your dress. The smile kind of falters a little bit. And he'll say, well, sure the restaurant will make an exception. It's lovely to see you, though. I, too, am excited. You chaps, just Go inside, ask your questions, do what it is you feel you must need to do this evening. Charlotte, are you ready to go?
4: I believe so. Um, as long as everything is okay. Uh, did I pick the right dress? I didn't want to be too overdressed. We do have the gala tomorrow to look forward to.
1: Ah, my dear, it is not the dress, it is the woman inside that I most anxious to spend the evening with. And he'll reach over. Somebody will show up with his jacket and his coat, and he'll start to put it on, and he'll finally look at the other three of you and say, So, I assume you know how to find your way around, and you understand the information and, and what's happening here and your role within it.
0: Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, we we absolutely know our way around the museum and what we are to do here. Um, As you entertain yourself and Miss Charlotte, um, do be a good chap and let us know what restaurant that you will be attending in case that we need to find you or her at short notice.
1: Uh, The receptionist will have that information. Should you need to find us, however, I really do hope you will not interrupt our evening.
0: Only it is a matter of national security," curated oil.
1: Hmm. See that there isn't any.
0: That is why we are here.
1: Well, my dear, shall we go?
4: Absolutely. And I just grab the arm as he offers it.
1: Yes, he does, like a gentleman. Well, grab your arm, and he will escort you out. And Charlotte, as you exit the building, you'll see another vehicle has pulled up behind yours, a very nice vehicle and a chauffeur hops out and opens the door for you to enter the vehicle and he will whisk you off to dinner, the three of you inside the museum. What do you wish to do?
3: It makes me feel like we should um, try and find something that is of national security just so we can attend them, you know, being all, all, uh, all gussied up like that, you know.
2: Bruno puts his one hand over his heart and places the other upon Finn's shoulder. Are you saying that we should maybe find something that might be untoward that Mister Doyle might need to know about most presently?
3: I don't think we should, act, you know, search for it actively. But I feel like, you know, there might be. I mean, look at all of these these um the relics just in here. I'm sure there's good bound to be something and. I think we're going to have to. Just look at that one over there. And he points to some random object that he doesn't even know what it is. I'm pretty sure that's that's uh, that's clearly cultish. And and someone on the list is probably going to want to buy that and sacrifice some young children for it. National security indeed. Just things like that pop up out of nowhere.
2: He'll Put his fists on his hips as though he were some kind of hero. You know what, Finn, I think you might uh, be right. What do you say, Mr. Philip? Do you uh, do you see untoward artifacts all around? The most
0: untoward of artifacts, I'm certain, are in the exhibit that we are about to inspect. As I recall, the Necronomicon was under glass. We shall go attend it and see what else of like material that has been uncovered.
3: Uh, you're no fun, Mr. Weasel.
0: So I am told, Young
2: Finn. So I am told.
1: What do the three of you wish to do, knowing your duties here?
2: Go inspect the artifacts, I guess, for a
0: little bit. We are going to see what the exhibit that is going to be revealed entails. Okay.
1: So as you enter, as I said, there's a lot of activity. You do still see the Necronomicon under glass, but it doesn't seem to be what is being showcased. You'll see. Just on a quick glance, a lot of displays and exhibits of old letters, a couple of books. One book is displayed rather prominently from far away. It looks really nice. It looks to have a lot of metallic hinges, locks covering on it. Three of you to roll a spot hidden. Philip is just probably still seething but that book that is displayed as you guys get a little intrigued and look at it a little closer you will see words scrawled upon it and Bruno you're just going to have to phonetically sound these out
2: and it's is it like under glass or something or is it just hanging out
1: it is under glass it is propped up on a, a very nice easel. There are some other little artifacts around that you don't really know what they are, especially you, Bruno. But on the book, as you get closer, you do see that is upon it.
2: Does it have any goofy symbols on it, like a like a logo?
1: Not a logo. There are some designs kind of swirly on the book. It looks very old.
2: Which makes it very expensive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'll just kind of like lean over, put a big sausage finger up on the glass and just kind of drag it across, leaving probably a little bit of a grease smear from the finger as I read and I'm like, Amen, Scripta. Hmm. What did you say? That's a good question. I don't really know what I said. I just read in this and he'll turn and, like, mush his finger against it. This uh, goofy words on this book.
1: Philip, you now notice it and also read the same words. And again, Finn, you still know what, what is on there.
3: Yep. Finn's going to try and keep a straight face.
1: What are we going to roll to see if Finn can do that?
3: It's a good question. Persuade that like, there's nothing wrong. I'm spending too uh, luck on that. There we go. I got, a, I got a success. All right. All right. We aren't going to see anything.
1: Well, there are people in. Let me look. Let me see if any of the museum people notice you. Nope. They're busy. Whew. Hey,
2: Finn, you want to come look at this thing here with Philip? As uh, some goofy language. Oh, no, it's,
0: it's, it's Latin. Finn, what do you, what do you, what do you see here?
3: Uh, Aether Animum scriptor. Looks like a a book about, um, the Aether. So the Aether, that's, um, like, beyond the sky sort of stuff.
2: I thought that's what they used when they needed to knock you out.
3: That's Aether. And you put it on a cone.
2: Yeah, that's what you said. No, no, Aether. No, Aether. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: you know what, yes, yes, Bruno, yes, it is, it is a book about uh, putting people to sleep, uh, potentially for old time.
3: So, yeah, if you need a, if you need something to, to, to take a wink, you know, just to nod off for a bit, you just take that into, like, um, a back room, just read it, and you'll be out in, like, two seconds flat. It's what the book does. It's pure magic.
2: Oh, I thought it was just boring.
3: It could be that, too.
1: Philip, do you want to make an appraisal roll? I do. If you were able to inspect it like hands-on, kind of open it up and read it, you'd be able to do much better on an appraisal. But right now, as it stands, just looking at it, with your knowledge, this is a pretty significant book that the museum now has in their collection and is very, very valuable.
0: So, the um, other project that I was doing, not the one from before, but the one most recent. Yeah. Animom Scriptor does sound rather familiar, doesn't it?
1: It does indeed. Which is why I said, given your knowledge.
0: Ah, yes. Okay. How very peculiar. That there are two such tomes within such close proximity. I mean, we have the Necronomicon over here, and then we have the Aether Animum Scriptor here. Hmm.
1: Do you guys start to look at any of the other items that are around? Yes. You do?
3: Yeah, Finn's going to half assed look at the other item, but uh, over time he's going to ask one of the people if he can get a closer look at that book, but after the other two have uh, dispersed from it.
0: Philip has withdrawn a small notebook from his inner jacket pocket. He has a small pencil, and he is taking some notes of the script Scriptor before he goes looking at the other artifacts that are under glass.
1: Okay. So, Finn, as you half ass your way around the room looking at the other artifacts, roll me your Gaelic. Some of those letters that you saw displayed, you'll notice as you just do a quick cursory glance, you'll notice the writing is on some of them in Gaelic.
3: Intriguing. Are they in the open or can I, like, can I grab them at all or are they behind glass?
1: Some of them are in the open. They seem to be just communications, like somebody's writing, Dear so and so, and I hope this letter finds you well. And it just seems to be just, like, a letter.
3: Hmm. There's still lots of people around?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a buzzin'. And, in fact, if you're touching that letter... Are you touching that letter? Yes, he, he's picked it up. Oh, excuse me, sir. You, you, you can't handle the... Please, and he'll, in his white-gloved hand, take the letter out of your hand and set it back down. Uh, of course. If you wish to handle any of the materials, you can you can request gloves if you don't have any on you. But we really would like to limit the amount of of interaction the pieces have. Of course. To preserve them.
3: Of course. I'm I'm sorry. I'm dreadfully sorry. Um, it's just it's in Gaelic and I'm I'm Irish, so I can. It's surprising to see my my mother tongue in the area. That's all. I, I apologize. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll.
1: Curator Doyle would be most interested in meeting you. There are some pieces that we have yet to translate. Perhaps you could assist.
3: Perhaps I could. But, um, I'm a wee bit rusty on my Gaelic, so if you don't mind, I, I, I'd i like some of those gloves and just read through these just to get a refresher, if that's okay.
1: Oh, of course, of course. I can, uh, I can get those for you. One moment. The other two, can you make listen rolls? No, no, you cannot. Okay. He'll disappear for less than a minute, Finn, and come back with a, a pair of gloves for you.
3: Much obliged. Well, Finn was just going to pick up some of the letters and actually read them a bit more.
1: Yes, what. Well. my name is Shelby. If you need any assistance, please let me know. Just give me a shout. I'll be working in and out throughout the, the evening here.
3: Uh yeah yeah thanks I uh I'll I'll just take a quick look at these and then do a, a, a more detailed look around at everything else to make sure everything's proper you know you, you know who who the the three of us are with right
1: Yes curator Doyle did um make a point to well told me to make sure I kept an eye on all of you so you
3: we're we're terribly fiendish lads he says with a smirk.
1: I have express instructions to make sure nothing disappears.
3: Right. Yeah, that's sounds like Doyle. But uh, sorry, this is just engrossing. Sorry. Um, I'm sure you have things to do.
1: Yes. Yes. Um. Again, just give me a shout if you need anything, and you'll see him move off. And he's going to approach Bruno and Philip, who I assume are still doing an Abbott and Costello over Ether and uh, Aether.
0: No, 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 ether. Ether is what they give you to fall asleep. Yeah. Aether A. Not
2: ether with an E, Aether with an A. Yeah, I saw it on the book. They spelled it wrong. They like mushed it together. No, that's not how this works. They're two different words, Bruno. They sound like the same word.
0: Yes, they sound like the same word, but they are they're two different words. They are. I know the English language is very specific and very advanced and filled with oddities, but really, Bruno, they are two different words. They have two different meanings. They
2: merely sound the same. I don't know if you're messing with me. You've been messing with me all week. No, no, no. I, Bruno, I promise you, I am not... It is probably written in some other language.
1: (sighs) Yes, yes. It's written in Latin, and your your friend is absolutely correct. A lot of our incoming freshmen make the same common um, assumption you are, but, you know, your friend has the right of it.
2: Uh, that's the first time for everything.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. So um, I noticed the two of you are, are really um, focused on one of our centerpieces for tomorrow night's gala, um, but curator Doyle said that you would be looking at Um, the security of the room? Yeah. Can I assist you in anything, or does that just entail looking at this one item?
2: Well, we got uh, a little wrapped up here in the conversation before we were so...
1: Yes, it was a riveting conversation, and I hate to pull you away, but Curator Doyle really would like a report at the end of the evening, and I would like to be able to give him one.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, We are indeed here to inspect the security. We will, of course, be on site tomorrow evening. I merely wish to take stock of all of the relics and artifacts so I know what kind of um, 'er ne'er-do-well may be interested in causing a ruckus, so to speak. And I did happen to notice you have the Aether Animal Scriptor here. You must tell me, where did you find this artifact? This is quite rare, quite rare indeed.
1: It was um, purely by happenstance that um, an individual, one of our benefactors of the university, acquired it and graciously donated it to the university to display the entire collection.
0: This entire collection? And he waves his hand around the exhibit.
1: All the pieces that will be on display for tomorrow, yes. We'll clear out many of the items that normally are displayed in this room. Well, with the exception of our our main feature, and he'll point over his shoulder to the big case that holds the Necronomicon.
0: Uh, Yes, of course. Uh, Which one of your um, benefactors was it?
1: Well, I don't believe it's my place to say that will be. I'm sure mentioned tomorrow evening during the the many speeches that will given.
0: Philip will lean forward and has kind of a half smile on his face and says, my good man, please do realize that we are agents of an American agency that specializes in these sort of relics and esoteric pieces of parchment. And this is a matter of, of security of the nation, so to speak. If you could be so kind, I would like to know the name slightly early so I may make my own report to my head office.
1: Hmm. I understand the position you're in. Well, I'm sure you will enjoy meeting one of our attendees tomorrow evening, Mr. Fitzhume.
2: I'm
0: tight. No, no, Bruno, it's Fitzhume. Um, never mind,
2: I will tell you later. Do I know that name? Anybody we know. <laughs> Glad, glad we both went there. Yeah, right.
1: What can we roll? Does anybody have any kind of society knowledge? Roll your credit rating. Philip, you know the Fitzhume name. The Fitzhume name in Boston, he owns a lot of real estate. Both residential and Commercial. He is a very wealthy man. Bruno, you know the Fitzhimm name because he owns a lot of real estate, mainly slums and tenements, where a lot of immigrants end up living in horrible conditions.
2: He's a real stand-up guy.
1: He's a real stand-up guy.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's an entrepreneur.
1: But he's got enough money to make himself clean.
2: Oh, so that's where he got it question before we Mm -hmm. have we seen any actual like security functions besides you know a couple of employees
1: there's a security guard that mills about with this nice little shiny badge and his little hat but there's no like cameras or there may be like an alarm system if the windows are opened but no motion detectors, no lasers. But yeah, you see, it's mainly just security guard that really just patrols in the evenings. And the employees, because there are so many of them, handle it during the day. And besides, who's going to steal? This is the college. What kind of people?
2: Yeah, what kind of people would steal from a college?
3: Uh-huh.
0: I have no idea who would steal from a college. Finn, do you know?
3: Have you met a college kid?
0: Welp.
1: Welp. Okay. (laughs) We will end it there.
2: Since I read those earlier, what is Philip supposed to be doing?
1: Philip is supposed to be using his knowledge of the big players and see if any of his fellow criminal compatriots turn up at this event.
0: That's not true. I'm not (laughs) supposed to be doing anything. There is no illicit organization that I have access to that is going to be making an appearance at a place where relics and other valuables are stored. There is no possible We're
1: way. Talking about how you go in and you kind of do people out of valuable antiques at a low price or you build up things, forgeries, as you know other people that do that.
0: I do not. I am. You
1: do too.
0: I am completely legal. I am above the law. You know. I was then as well.
1: You know a lot nope. of movers and shakers, and you are to report who shows up. Eh. Eh.
0: I'm going to supervise Rick Poste.
1: Yeah, you're going to supervise the guest list.
4: And the grand stairway entrance.
1: As you all are milling about, waiting for this woman to get ready, she finally descends.
2: I feel the world drop into slow motion. Dreamweaver. Hey,
0: hey.
1: <laughs> seven seconds. Are we waiting seven seconds? What's happening?
2: I don't know. Did You started singing. We only get seven seconds.
1: Oh. Okay. <laughs> he will whisk you off to dinner. The three of you inside the museum. What do you wish to do?
2: I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little seduced. Huh? Well, Mr. Doyle, coming in like that.
0: And, uh, sweeping in like a hurricane,
2: yes. <laughs> I didn't do the funny voice, it doesn't count. Oh, well, that's fine. I heard you anyway.
1: And Bruno, you're just going to have to phonetically sound these out. And I will type it in the chat. But you can uh, look to uh, Finn, maybe.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on. That's what you read. Um. No, 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 I got it. I got (laughs) it. Hold on. For the record, it's Uh A-E-T-H-E-R A-N-I-M-A-N S-C-R-I-P-T-O-R Just for everybody to know in the future when I fucking butcher this because I know... The the first and last word as Aether and Scriptor, but now I gotta do it as a fucking uneducated slob in a goofy voice.
0: Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a Without a Net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we'd love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro is from The Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition is produced by Chaosium, Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium, Inc. We just think 7th Edition is pretty bomb, and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.